0: Thank you, Ginger, and uh, I'm very pleased to have the opportunity to be here today. I've already learned a lot about what's going on in the state of North Carolina. You obviously have a lot of vision and a lot of great initiatives. I'm looking forward to hearing more from my federal panelists. And my role in the brief time that um, I'm going to be speaking this morning is to try to give you an overview of the policy environment at the federal level and a very brief amount of information about some of the programmatic initiatives that are supporting research and development funding for alternative energy technologies. It's been exciting the last few years in Washington because people have woken up finally after a number of years and really started paying attention to alternative energy. Um, It almost at this point seems like we have the political parties in Washington in competition to see who can do the most and who can come up with the most new initiatives and the most uh, funding to support alternative energy technology some major milestones over the past few years that have really changed the shape of the federal r&d portfolio include beginning in two thousand and three that was when president bush launched his hydrogen fuel in freedom car initiative and at that time he committed one point two billion dollars over five years to accelerate the development, deployment, and commercialization of fuel cells, storage technology, hydrogen storage, production, and delivery, and uh, hydrogen and fueling infrastructure. They, that commitment has pretty much been met every year since 2003, and the President's proposed 2008 budget, which just came out in February puts the last $300 million into that $1.2 billion commitment. So that's been a pretty significant uh, source of investment over the past few years. That was followed in 2005 by the Energy Policy Act. That was actually the first policy act enacted in Washington in more than a decade. And there was a lot of controversy around it and some popular provisions of it and some unpopular provisions of it. But for people who are trying to put an emphasis on alternative energy, it did some really good things, including authorizing some new programs, some new sources of spending, and uh, some demonstration and pilot projects around some of these key technology areas. For example, it authorized $4 billion for hydrogen production for R&D for demonstration programs. It also authorized significant investments in biorefineries and um, uh, biomass and biofuels research and development. And um, as well, provided some support for wind and solar. So most of the technology areas got a little bit of something in terms of authorization. Again, Congress and the President, once these funds have been authorized, have been following up actually to fill out the R&D budgets each year. Um, The third major thing that happened was in 2006 when the president announced his advanced energy initiative and that really was the first time that biofuels R&D and programmatic funding came to the fore. Uh, The president set goals and focused on investments in a lot of ways to achieve the energy efficiency goals including um, advanced batteries for plug in hybrid vehicles, hydrogen fuel cells, photovoltaic, solar, and wind, and also embrace the concept of new methods of producing ethanol from cellulosic feedstock for the first time, looking at agricultural waste, forest residue, and energy specific crops such as switchgrass. The President's Fiscal 08 budget goes a long way toward actually making some of those numbers a reality, including $2.7 billion for this overall program. The biofuels piece is a major piece of that initiative. Um, the research funding for uh, cellulosic has increased by 65% to $150 million for biomass and biofuels research for fiscal 2008. And the vast majority of that increase is for uh, the cellulosic uh, biomass. In addition, the president continued making increases year after year for hydrogen, wind, and also continuing around vehicle technologies. And I'll talk about what some of those numbers are in just a moment. In the most aggressive statement by the administration came just this past January in the fiscal 07 State of the Union address, where the president actually embraced some very aggressive goals around increasing the supply of alternative fuels by setting mandatory fuel standards. And the goals embraced were... replacing 10, 20% of gasoline usage by 2012 and 30% by 2030. And that we're referring that into in Washington as the 30 by 30 goal. And there's a lot of policy that's being developed around that. Uh, there's widespread recognition, I think, in the R&D community that to meet those goals, substantial new investments in biomass and biofuels are going to have to be made. And there's substantial planning that is going on. One of the hallmarks of what the Department of Energy has been doing over the last few years is running their R&D programs in a much more business-like fashion than they have previously. Traditionally, federal uh, research managers would kind of run it on the National Science Foundation model for the most part, where bring us your good ideas, we'll do merit review, and the best ideas will rise up to the top, and those will be the ones that get funded. Now you're actually seeing through uh, the Office of energy efficiency and renewable energy which is responsible for a large part of these budgets an actual strategy where they are working over a period of years to develop a more managed R&D process and they're setting very specific goals they're not necessarily picking specific technology areas in some cases they are but they will be setting very aggressive goals so for in the exa- example in the area of vehicle technologies they'll set a goal saying we must have 30% weight reduction by X date. And then that will drive a whole lot of activities around uh, meeting those goals. So it's a very much more calculated and uh, directed R&D approach than has traditionally been there. Now the final uh, policy-related development that I think is very important, that sets the stage for what's going on in Washington, is the Democrats retaining or regaining power after 12 years in um, Congress. They started and embraced as part of their 100 hours agenda, setting very aggressive goals in alternative energy as well. Uh, For one thing, Nancy Pelosi and other leadership announced that they had a goal of energy independence within 10 years, They also came out with a lot of policy initiatives and funding initiatives focusing again on the the full portfolio of alternative energy technologies. The most important stage setting thing that they have done is they passed legislation which actually revokes some of the subsidies that traditionally have gone to the oil and gas industries and kind of puts it in a fund that they say they are going to use to increase investments in alternatives over the next several years. So that's a fourteen billion dollar earmarked set of funds that there is planning for and I suspect that the primary and initial areas of funding they're going to pursue will be ones that follow from the framework that's already been developed in the Energy Policy Act and other places. So where funding is authorized but not currently budgeted we're likely to see over the next few years funds being added to those existing budget accounts. So for example, more vehicle demonstrations, more uh, biomass uh, and biorefinery demonstration projects. You're you're going to see a fertile field in terms of those kinds of activities being funded. Now I'm going to spend just a moment speaking a little bit about uh, some of the programmatic activities. Uh, For 2008, you're seeing fairly robust levels of investment around most of the the major technology areas including 200 million plus for hydrogen, 176 million for vehicle technology, 179 million for biomass, 148 million for solar and then for wind and other technologies it drops off a bit. You also are seeing a fairly robust portfolio in the kinds of activities that federal funding is targeted Basically, there are programs across the civilian agencies as well as Department of Defense that are funding almost any activity you can think of that would be important to building a state alternative energy cluster. And some areas are better funded than others, and some have more aggressive funding strategies than others. But it covers everything from basic and applied research, technology development, evaluation, scale-up, prototyping. New centers of research excellence, for example, there's one coming out of the Department of Energy in the next few months on um, hydrogen storage R&D. Feasibility studies, business plan development, centers for business incubation, there's a a solar solicitation on creating business incubators directed toward solar companies, for example. centers that support cooperative agricultural activities of various kinds, purchase and installation of renewable energy systems, biorefinery design and construction. Um, Anybody who wants to build a biorefinery in the next six months, there's actually an open program at the U.S. Department of Agriculture right now that is looking for applications in May for grant opportunities and in July for Um, loan guaranteed opportunities and there also is a much larger program at the Department of Energy that funded very large-scale biorefinery demonstration projects a year ago and that one's going to be issuing a solicitation sometime during fiscal year 07 which will be now between now and October and those projects were 20 to 30 million dollars and larger in terms of the biorefinery demonstrations also, funding for working capital, land acquisition, sales to the government, worker training, and education. It really uh, covers the waterfront in some senses. And all of these activities add up to a significant opportunity for North Carolina to leverage these federal resources in support of your state level strategies and policies in some of these areas. The biomass and particularly the cellulosic biomass opportunity is really significant because the federal government is just starting now on its pathway. It's a situation where um, the agenda has not yet been defined, the research path hasn't been defined yet, so states who are well positioned because of your research base and your knowledge base to take advantage of those kinds of programs have a real good opportunity. So with that very brief overview, I will uh, stop for now. Thank you.